But we are at the beginning. We are at the beginning of a new month. And what does that mean? New month also means new theme. A new theme for the month. Kevin mentioned it. What is it? It's that's right, because it's right there. It says it right there. <laughs> this entire year, we've been putting the theme right up there. So you always know when you're asked, breathe in the view. That's our theme this year, or for this month. And you know, and when you hear someone say that, breathe in the view, what is it, what is it usually having to do with? The view? What you're looking at? Like, stop. Stop whatever you're doing. Notice what's right here. Breathe in that view. Breathe in the view. And here, this theme is occurring during November. November, here in the U.S., uh, traditionally, I mean, what is November all about? It is a, a month when we celebrate Thanksgiving in the United States. So this is relevance to in the with the backdrop of gratitude and appreciation and thanksgiving to stop and notice, to breathe in the view of what's right here, right now. And from that perspective of gratitude and appreciation for the distance that we have come and traveled thus far, to be open to even that question, to ask ourselves, what will our journey reveal? What will our next journey reveal? Because as we know, it's not, at least in science of mind, it's not about the destination, it's about the journey. The journey continues. The journey continues. Have you ever thought, okay, well, I'm done with that, and now I can just lay down, and I don't have to do... I mean, when you go to sleep at night, guess what? You wake up, and oh, there's a new day. There's new stuff to do. And while this year has been an interesting year, you know, in some, some ways it's felt like, uh, for me personally, like hurry up and wait. Or, you know, it's just like, you know, um, red light, green light. Red light, green light. Have you ever played, remember that kid um, game as a kid? Red light. And you have to stop. Green light. Everyone's running out. Red light. Oh, it's felt like that for me. Am I alone? Just in certain areas of my life. I mean, this year has brought its own unique challenges and gifts and shifts and opportunities. And in this morning's message, the view from here, I'd like for us to consider that regardless of how bumpy the journey may have been to here, until we take our last breath, until we take our last breath, right here, right now, is the only moment we've got. And so we can bring with it, remind ourselves of the perspective and the attitude and the consciousness to bring to this now moment to support us in what's yet to come, our greater yet to be. Dr. Holmes writes this. He says, the ultimate goal of life does not mean that we shall ever arrive at a spiritual destination where everything remains static and inactive. That which to our present understanding seems an ultimate goal will, when attained, when we think we've arrived, right? We're trying to get somewhere. My good's over there. I'm trying to get there. 
I always point to that corner. If you're new, it, my good's in that corner, apparently. <laughs> but when we attain that goal, we will find that it's the starting point for what? A new and further evolution. We believe in an eternal upward spiral of existence. You see, this is why we come together in spiritual community, is to remind ourselves of this. Because otherwise, it can be very easy and common to say, are we there yet? Are we there yet? My brother was that one. <laughs> Taking road trips, or us traveling, you know, this was... Um, oh, I'm not going to go into the stories, but the road trips, are we there yet? Are we there yet? But when we set that aside, and it's like knowing that this, this moment, this now, oh, taking that view, this is a catalyst for my next and highest good, we then have the freedom, we're empowered to step into that next good. You know, a colleague of mine shared an experience that they had while hiking around Mount Shasta with a friend. And he, I, this is a part of the country I have not yet really explored, the Pacific Northwest. But I think I have a picture. I have a picture. Yes, there we go. I have a picture of Mount Shasta, a view. And they were hiking around one of the lakes around the mountain, and it had been a while since they had spent any time together, so they were getting caught up. And as they were going through the woods and through the trees and, and um, you know, getting caught up and, you know, how are you and how are you? And, and, and he was much taller than she is. And, and, and so as time got on and as they got caught up, they sort of got into the rhythm of the hike. You know, it was, they were no longer as interested in one another, but as to, oh, just take this in. And so their words grew silent. Their voices grew silent. You know, listening to the birds in the trees, you know, feeling the wind on their faces, you know, and listening to maybe hearing the, the leaves crunch under their feet. They were taking it all in. And because he was taller than she was, I mean, he ended up a little ways ahead. <laughs> but never too far behind. I mean, she could, she could see him up ahead there. And this was the first time that she had taken this trail. And after what seemed to be quite a while, she asked that question. Well, are we there yet? <laughs> you know, uh, do you want you know, to break for lunch sometime? Or, or how about us taking a few more minutes and then we can turn around and, and head back? And he said, well, you haven't seen the best view yet. Keep going. Let's keep climbing. Let's keep climbing. And they continued. And she was lagging behind. And after they'd been hiking, she noticed, after they'd been hiking for a while, she noticed that he had stopped. And he looked back at her and said, oh, my gosh, take in this view. What a view. What a beautiful view. And nothing had changed for her. She was still in the trees. He said, keep climbing. Keep climbing. This way, don't stop. And when she got to where he was, she looked. And because her perspective was different, 
she had a different view, and she was able to finally take in the mountain that they had come there to see. Yeah, it was her perspective, her perspective, her relationship to it that, that sort of caused her to have a different experience than he was having up ahead. She was hanging out in front, bringing up the rear. Are we there yet? Are we there yet? You know, there's the Zen Buddhist, there's a saying that when you get to the top of the mountain, keep climbing. When you get to the top, keep climbing. Now that's a koan, so it's sort of like, well, wait, if I'm at the top, how can I? But that's the only place where you can actually climb from, is the top. You know, this year we have talked about living a life where we are grounded in wisdom and guided by vision. And in Science of Mind, we recognize, as Holmes said earlier, that, that arriving isn't in some final destination, but it is actually a continual evolution and growth of our consciousness. When we recognize that it's not about the stuff, it's not about the conditions, it's not about the circumstances, but it's about our consciousness and our perspective to life and our experiences, then life can become more interesting because we can choose what we're looking at and how we are looking at it. We can continue to move forward knowing that, oh, well, this is interesting. <laughs> Isn't that interesting? You know, those of you who have spent any time um, studying with Reverend Michelle, I mean, that is, you know, isn't that interesting? <laughs> be interested. Be curious when things don't seem to be working out. Rather, I, it's not here yet. Where's my stuff? Are we there yet? You consider for a moment. Think about your life. I was thinking about this on the way over here this morning. You know, are there areas of your life where the view feels and seems glorious. Well, let's start there. Do you have areas of your life? And you don't have to raise your hand, but just go within. Where in your life can you find that beautiful view? Oh, life is good. You can be in relationships and friendships. Maybe grandkids. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Maybe new opportunities, things that presented themselves. You know, and with change comes new opportunities. And so there could be areas of your life where you're seeing and feeling the, oh, the beauty of the view. And this is what I was thinking on the way over. Where am I asking myself, are we there yet? Where am I feeling stuck? It isn't what I want to look at right now. Holmes says we are on this continual spiral of evolution. Life is continuing to expand and grow. This is why it's, there is no getting there because it's just another rung of the spiral. That we have new perspective to look at all that's come before and that this is what it looks like while well, it's continuing to move us into our next and highest good. What's wonderful to know is that we, co-creating with life, we get a say in the direction that we're heading. But as long as we keep focused on what's here, not in the beauty and the glory of it, but rather the, focused on it isn't here, 
If I was standing out on my front step, looking at the step, where are my packages? <laughs> I don't do that. I don't do that. But we are on a on an upward spiral of evolution. And think about this. Isn't it because of challenges that evolution even occurs? You know, we may want our nest to be feathered and, and for life to be, oh, plush and comfy and, and com oh, warm and cozy. Give it a minute. You'll get tired of that. <laughs> we, we enjoy, actually. We enjoy the, 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 the experience of change and newness. Am I the only one? We are all on this journey. We don't want, we're not trying to get somewhere. We may think we are, but if we hang out in that thought, then we're going to continue to be stuck and miss the beauty that is all around us. You know, with this consciousness, we can actually begin to see problems and challenges really as gifts to all. What is in this? What is it bringing up into me? Why I'm seeing it as a problem and as a challenge is because I'm bumping up against the limits of my own consciousness. There is a higher perspective. There is a higher perspective and way to see this that is greater and beyond what I am able to do with my who I am currently. But just keep moving. Keep climbing. Keep stepping forward to where we can say, oh, the view. The view. Eric Butterworth, the spiritual teacher and author, he wrote this. He said, it's a powerful insight to live by. Always get the view from the top. This is what I'm talking about. When we are, are feeling stuck in a problem, we're feeling stuck in our life and wondering where our stuff is and are we there yet? Is it done? I'm tired. I'm over this. When we're feeling that, then pause and, and is there a higher perspective that's available for me to look at this? And he says this, be, before you react in negativity to people, conditions, or things, take a moment to lift up your eyes unto the hills. Contemplate all the changing, challenging experiences from the highest possible point of view, regardless of the appearances of conflicts or limitations. See all things from the awareness of the allness of life and the ever-presence of substance. From the view from the top, you will see things creatively, leading to an attitude that is constructive and optimistic. Mm. What a powerful reminder. Breathe in the view. That's what he's saying. When we see negativity, when we feel it, stop. Is there a higher view? Is there a higher perspective for me to see this? Butterworth says that we need to, before we react, we need to contemplate. He says to lift up your eyes unto the hills. That sounds a little archaic. It's a scriptural reference. For those of you who don't, so from in the Old Testament of the Bible, in the book of Psalms, chapter 121, I lift up my eyes to the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. I will lift up mine eyes. I will lift up my eyes. To the what? To what? Where does our help come from? 
He says, the Lord. When I read this, I hear the law. Source. You know, when I drop a, a, a pebble into a pond, it ripples out. And there is this creative law that we teach in science of mind. Life becomes to us what we become to it. What I am dropping into the collective consciousness, life becomes that to me. So if I am hanging out and where's my stuff, where's my stuff, I don't get to see oh, my help is coming from life. Because I'm dropping into that, that law that is recreating and creating and recreating for me that which I'm putting into it. So when we're feeling challenged, ours is to look up, to look up, to, and to remember where our strength comes from. Our strength comes from our use of this law. Instead of saying, are we there yet? Are we there yet? How, how about us saying, wow, how about this view? You know, this is just an aside, you know, about lifting up our eyes. I, I took a class with um, Reverend Dr. Kathy Ann Lewis, who is the senior minister at Center for Spiritual Living Seattle. And she was teaching a class um, for ministers, and it was based on um, the writings of Emma Curtis Hopkins. Mm -hmm. Dr. Kathy Ann, she, um, she calls herself an Emmanite. <laughs> She's a big fan of, of Emma Curtis Hopkins. And if you don't know who that is, well, we've got some classes that we can tell you about her. Um, she was a teacher of teachers, powerful, a force, of, a force of nature, a force of consciousness in the late 1800s, early 1900s in teaching. And, 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 and Dr. Kathy Ann was sharing with us writings from uh, Emma Curtis Hopkins, where she was saying to actually lift up your eyes, to lift up your eyes. And so Kathy Ann had us do that. And here we are, we are, we're all, we, we, you know, we're on our Zoom. This was in 2020, I took the class and, and we're all sitting there and she's like, look up, don't look at me, don't look at the screen, but look up, look up, look out and up. Like if you were looking at Mount Shasta, you were looking at the horizon for my help. And, and as we're looking up, then we, we would make our affirmations. We would make our declarations from that. And, and I found it interesting. After that class, I was, I, I don't know, I, I was doing some research. You know, I don't know. I was, I was, I was you know how it goes on the internet, you know, my research. Um, you know, everyone does research. They're just on, they're on the internet, right? That's what it is. And, but I ran across this nonprofit in Australia that this neuroscientist um, runs in Australia where she had this whole campaign in Australia telling people to look up, to look up, to look up. You see, we have, we have, and I was like, where's my phone? You know, it's like, it's, 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 isn't that, I mean, how many times do we say that in a day? I know I'm not the only one there. Where's my phone? 
But you see, when we are, just the physiology of this, when we are looking at our phone and maybe doom scrolling, right? And, and or just continuing, oh, that eternal swipe, you know, up, up, up. When we're looking down, our peripheral vision decreases. Now, spending time in that space, our brains, our brains go, oh, there's not a lot of activity around me. I don't need to, I don't need to keep my attention up. There's not a lot of activity. This is why our attention spans have decreased. I forget what they say now. What, who, does anyone know what's the current attention span they've tested? I mean, I think it used to be 15 seconds or something. I think it's like half of that. If that, five seconds, whoop, we're off in somewhere else. We have, been, we have trained ourselves by our looking down. And this neuroscientist, she's teaching people to look up and out. There's something that goes on in our brains that when we look up, when we look up, abstraction happens. Creativity, the areas of the brain that regulate creativity light up. Because, guess what? There is more that's coming into our view. And so our, our, there's more input coming in. When we look into the eyes of another versus texting someone through a screen, you know, I talk about this, people sitting at the same table texting each other. <laughs> when you actually make eye contact with someone, guess brains, whoo, neurons light up. So here, you know, talking about looking up, I'm not even talking just metaphorically or just as a, as a oh, well, look up. Yes, look up. Look up from the problems. Look up. Look to the source of your strength. But also, try that. Look up and look out. Beyond. You know, if you're feeling stuck, maybe it's time to look up. To walk away from it. When we open to greater possibilities, well, we're able to open to greater possibilities when we see from a new perspective. And even the physical act of looking up, away from the phones. I've been, I've been trying to practice as far as putting the phone down when I remember. <laughs> but when I'm up, when I'm looking up, guess what? I'm available. How available are you when your face is, is plastered to the screen in front of you? And this is not any judgment. I'm not here to judge anyone because I'm, I'm able to describe this from my own experience. <laughs> Kevin comes in and talking to me and I'm just, what? What? What is that? <laughs> when I'm looking up, I'm available. I'm available to connect. I'm available to do ideas. I'm available for new possibilities. And that's just, and just, and one-on-one. -on -one. How about in the greater perspective of our lives? Are we making ourselves available? And how do we look up? We look up from a high, we grab a higher perspective. We look up, we're able to look up from a higher perspective when we're practicing gratitude. Because the highest consciousness or vibration and energy is that of gratitude. This is, this is the energy that is the highest of what is here and loving it. 
This is what life does. Life loves what is. Life loves what is. Because what is, is life. And if I am, um, where's my stuff? I'm, I'm not even open and present with gratitude to what's here. I'm missing. I'm missing it. I'm missing the view. Emerson writes this. Prayer is the contemplation of the facts of life from the highest point of view. Butterworth, isn't that what he's telling? He tells us to get the highest point of view. How do we do this? In science of mind, as we teach, as we teach spiritual living from our perspective, through the lenses of science of mind, prayer, spiritual mind treatment, affirmative prayer, is not just for when, when times are hard or difficult or challenging. But it is a practice of bringing our alignments, our thinking, into alignment with that highest point of view. What if we did that every day? Not just when it was hard and difficult and challenging. Spiritual mind treatment is a practice that keeps our consciousness connected to source so that we can know where our help comes from. Where our strength comes from. It comes from within. Gahil Gibran writes this. He says, only when you've reached the mountaintop, then you shall begin to climb. When we have that highest point of view, it's then that we're able to live with appreciation, to live with gratitude, to be of service. We're only able to give when we recognize that we have it. In this new month of giving thanks, let's remember to keep our eyes up. That's what we're talking about this month. To celebrate all that's come before the, the good and even those things that you know, plus about things. Because we know that whatever it has been, it's the top of the mountain. Where we stand right now is the top. And when we know this, we are able to then continue to climb and look forward. And to know that the view is glorious from here. Peace and love, everyone. Mm. Namaste. Namaste. Namaste.